Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance with guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Injuries mounting. This is getting ridiculous. We'll have Wendy live today. So is Rob Dibble on the sticky stuff and the stinky yanks. Plus another lead pipe lock in soccer. And I think I'm addicted to iced coffee. All that and a whole lot more. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. Lob for Capella. Makes the catch in traffic and drops it through. And then runs into Giannis. Both go tumbling down. And Giannis is grabbing toward his left knee area. Oh, my. And he is not moving. He's in the locker room with the guys and just address the group. And, um, you know, but nothing, you know, above and beyond. Or, you know, we'll see how he is tomorrow. All right. Just replace the logo of Jerry West. With a red cross, this has officially become ridiculous. No Trey Young last night. Giannis goes down. Looks like he's done. No Kawhi tonight. The last team with five healthy bodies on the floor wins the championship. Giannis isn't even the most recent news we have this morning. We got official word. Kawhi out for tonight. And I've told you repeatedly, everyone inside says he's not coming back at all. He's not coming back no matter how long. The Clippers stay alive in these playoffs, and so all you can say is, come on. Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. If Giannis misses any games due to injury, he will be the 10th All-Star who has been sidelined for at least one game this postseason. Means there have already been nine. Prior to this year, the most that had ever been was six. This doesn't include Trey Young, who missed a game last night because he wasn't even an All-Star. But he's clearly a player of that caliber, so you're going to get 10 players of that caliber already and 11, assuming Giannis, can't go in the next game. And so everyone is going to decry the schedule. And that probably does play some role. But let's be fair. Let's take these one by one, starting with Trey Young. Okay? So, Nuno, jump in with me here and keep count for me. We're going we're to we're go through a total of 11 names. Right? We will have 11 names on this list. Trey Young, Anthony Davis, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, Donovan Mitchell, Joel Embiid, Mike Conley, Jalen Brown, Chris Paul, and now Giannis. That's the 11 names. They are the 10 All-Stars plus Trey Young, who will have missed a game here. And and let's just be fair. We all understand the schedule was compressed. We all understand they needed to get a season in. It should be reminded to everyone, all of the players who are criticizing that, that they are partners with the league in this. And lost revenue was lost by both sides equally. But let's just put that aside for the moment. How many of these injuries can we blame on the schedule? All right, we'll go through them in order. Let's start with Trey Young. Nuno, Trey Young stepped on the foot of a referee. That had nothing to do with the schedule. So that is one on the side of not in, in no way in the world that was schedule related. Next is Giannis. Giannis jumps up in traffic. His leg, his foot gets tangled up. If you watch that thing closely, and I've watched it a hundred times, he and Capella are both coming down in the same spot. He doesn't actually step on Capella's foot, but the, the, the space is such that he can't move forward. His leg can't move forward, and so it bends backwards. To me, there is no way in the world. Do you agree with me, Nuno? That is an injury that has nothing to do with the schedule. That is correct. So that's 0-2. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis had a groin. Now, you would normally say, yeah, a groin injury is something that you, you might think is, is the cause of wear and tear and fatigue. But he had a groin injury and missed, like, what, what, what injury was it that he had that he missed, like, the entire second half of the season? He didn't even play the second half of the season. 
So he couldn't have, he certainly wasn't tired, and he has a history of being hurt all the time. Frankly, the only time he's ever stayed healthy was when they were in the bubble and they had like two or three months off, whatever it was. Are you prepared to say Anthony Davis's injury is related to the schedule? Nope. Me neither. That's 0-3. James Harden. James Harden had a hamstring that bothered him basically throughout the entire season, perhaps in some part because he showed up to start the season completely out of shape because he wanted to get himself out of Houston. Are you in any way going to say that that injury? Normally you would say a hamstring could be caused by fatigue, but I'd say it could be more quickly caused by someone being out of shape and not playing enough. So I would say the Harden injury is not related to that. How about you? Yeah, I'm going to put this on Harden and him not being prepared. Correct. So that's another one. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving steps on somebody's foot. That has nothing to do with it whatsoever. I'll keep going through the more quickly here. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard bangs knees with somebody. He load manages more than anyone else. If you look up load management in the dictionary, there's a picture of him. And it, Kawhi Leonard gets hurt all the time, under no circumstances. Am I prepared to say that's because of the schedule? Are you? Uh, nope, that nope. definitely is not the case. Donovan Mitchell, he got hurt during the, he got hurt right at the very end of the regular season, right? Is, is it possible that one, that is the one that I might point to and say, is it possible that all of the games kind of added up on him there? Do you think the, the Donovan Mitchell injury could have been caused at least in some part by the compressed schedule? No. And the reason I'll say because he came back, he played well. And if you remember at the end of game two against the Clippers, a Paul George, I think there was a loose ball, and I think Paul George accidentally like banged into him and where he re-aggravated his ankle. So I won't even give that one. Okay, fair enough. Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid and, and his knee. Yes or no? No. Okay, I mean, he's got a history of injuries, obviously. Mike Conley got hurt at the very beginning or, or you know, in the at the end of the first round. Was the Conley injury a fatigue one? It was a hamstring. So I think... What Conley am I give him the benefit okay, of the doubt? Okay, so we're going to try and find one. Jalen Brown got hurt before the playoffs started, and Chris Paul got COVID, and, 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 and otherwise he got hit in the shoulder. So, I mean, what are we talking about here? So this narrative that the schedule is the reason the injuries took place, maybe if you want to be as liberal as possible on the issue, then you might say two of the 11 All-Stars missed games and missed time in this postseason because of the schedule. So I, I get that it's frustrating. No one's more frustrated than I am. I love this sport. I love this time of year, and it's making it horrendous. And watching these games, watching the Bucks and the Hawks play without Giannis and Trey Young is just not what anybody signed up for. It feels like a terrible night in the regular season in which the best players load manage, and I'd be on the air the next day yelling and screaming. I'm obviously not yelling and screaming about this. Giannis, it's a terrible injury, and it's heartbreaking to see him go down like that, and I hope it's not as bad as it looked. I hope it's not the kind of thing that takes him out for the rest of the playoffs. But it certainly looked like it is. Trey Young is a deep bone bruise. So which of these teams is better suited to survive this round and get to the final? One of those two teams is going to get to the finals. And can you imagine the Milwaukee Bucks playing in the finals without Giannis? And maybe they're playing the Clippers without Kawhi? That's what this season has become. And it is just a terrible shame. And as a result, I'm very concerned. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. I'm very concerned, Nuno. That in the end, this championship is going to feel tainted, however it turns out. Because that rarely happens in this sport, right? The best team wins in the NBA. That's my favorite thing about it. The two sports in which the best team wins are the NBA and college football. The NBA and college football have no flukes. 
There's no fluke. So when you're only letting four teams into your playoff, you don't end up. There's no fluke. If the fourth best team in the country wins the championship, that's not a fluke. And in the NBA, generally speaking, the best team almost always wins. Are you concerned that this championship is going to feel tainted? I am because I was under someone under the impression that I thought last year's was slightly tainted because of having all that time off and then being in the bubble. Um, and I just think that whoever wins this isn't going to get the credit they deserve. Unless maybe if it's Phoenix and Chris Paul because of this narrative around Chris Paul finally getting his first one. Fair enough. But the, the, it will be impossible to ignore that Chris Paul will have gotten through a Western Conference that we didn't have to play LeBron and the Lakers because Anthony Davis got hurt. Uh, or I, he would have lost. Let me rephrase that. He did play the Lakers. They would have lost that series. I mean, it is worth reminding everyone, and I love the Phoenix story, they lost game three of that series by 14 points. They were down 2-1. The Lakers had taken home court advantage, and Anthony Davis had scored 68 points in games two and three. The Lakers were definitively on their way to winning that series, and then Anthony Davis went down, and that was it. And then Phoenix got through the, the next round, and then now here they are playing the Clippers without Kawhi. If Kawhi Leonard is playing in this series, Nuno, who wins it? Without Giannis? No, no, no. This series, Clippers versus the Suns. Right oh. now, if Kawhi is playing, who wins it? Come on, it's, oh, not, it's, it's not a it's, hard it's, answer. No, it's cool. This series has been over by now. That's my saying. So, I mean, how can that not be tainted? If, if, if you beat the Lakers without Anthony Davis and you beat the Clippers without Kawhi and then you wind up in the finals and you beat, let's just say for the sake of argument, the Bucks without Giannis, then that's the only storyline, right? There's real, there is no other story. In the middle, they played Denver without Jamal Murray. So it's no fault of theirs. The Suns didn't do anything wrong. It's not their fault that these guys are sort of dropped like flies around them and in front of them. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Rob Dibble will join me in just a couple of minutes talking baseball here on the Goodyear Hotline. But right now, 30 seconds for some straight talk. We've all been there. You have some real work to do, but the free Wi-Fi where you're working isn't going to cut it. It's like leaving the winning runner stranded on third base. Not good. Well, now you can be your own hotspot with Straight Talk's ultimate unlimited plan. Get 10 gigs of hotspot data for just 55 bucks a month. All on America's largest, most dependable network. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Compatible device required. See straighttalk.com. So we were just talking about my very real concern. And again, I want to make it clear. There's a big difference between saying something bad is happening and saying someone is to blame. 
And that is, I have a very real concern that the NBA championship this year is going to feel tainted. Again, I will, I will give you the scenario in which the Phoenix Suns wind up beating the Lakers without AD, then the Nuggets without Jamal Murray, then the Clippers without Kawhi, and then the Bucks without Giannis. It's just impossible to ignore <laughs> those. And, and, and again, I want to make it clear, I'm not blaming anyone. But usually, the NBA is the sport that gives you the most satisfying champion. And I break the sports up into different categories. The NBA and college football, I think, give you the most satisfying champion because you've got to earn it. In college football, you have to be one of the four best teams over an entire season to have a chance to play for it. And when you look at how many teams there are that are eligible for it, I'll take that, that ratio. If you're the fourth best team in the country, I'm good with that. That's a satisfying conclusion. And in order to do it, you have to beat two of the other best ones at the very end. The NBA with the marathon that is the NBA postseason. Forget about the regular season. The marathon is the playoffs. You survive that, you win. The best team almost always wins that. We don't usually have players dropping like flies. The other end of this are the two sports that frustrate me the most. The NCAA tournament is the worst of it all. I've said it a million times. The NCAA tournament might be the best sporting event we have in this country. I love it, just like you do. But it is the worst possible way to pick a champion. I I can't imagine a worse way. I've always said, whoever wins that tournament should just be called the champion of the NCAA tournament. But to decide, you know, that's the way you decide the national champion. There's no bearing on who was the best team all year long. There are a million different fluky ways that thing can go. Billy Donovan, to his everlasting credit, when he was coaching Florida after they won a championship in it one year, said very honestly, if you started the whole thing over again and just played the whole thing over again, it would probably go a million different ways. And that's right. So I've always found that very unsatisfying. And then baseball, I think that the de- I love the expanded playoffs of baseball. I think that's all great. And I'm in favor of it. And I think it has added rel- more relevancy to the regular season, which is always the objective. But it is impossible to ignore that the things that make a baseball team great over the marathon of a season become much less meaningful at the end. Like baseball is not a sport. The structure of the sport, the way it is built, it is not meant to be decided in, 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 in four days. <laughs> You're not, it's not a sport where the best team is supposed to prove itself over the course of the long marathon, and so frequently you do not get the best team winning in baseball, and that is, it just is what it is. It's a byproduct of the system. But again, that's a long-winded way of my saying I am, I am just really, really sad and sorry to see what has become of this NBA postseason because there just isn't any way that the storyline when it all comes to an end is not going to be all the players who didn't get a chance to play. All right, next order of business. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? All right, I'm all for forthrightness, but boy, oh boy, Brian Cashman took that next level yesterday, didn't he? So we've talked at some length on this show the last few days about how the Yankees are the most disappointing team in baseball to this point and uh, having just a terrible season. And their general manager, Brian Cashman, who's not afraid to speak his mind, was not afraid yesterday to say this. I think when you're playing bad and we are playing as bad as uh, you can possibly be playing, it looks like that. I know they urgently want to get on track, but I also know that we suck right now, as bad as you can be. So uh, trying to knock ourselves out of that is is obviously the effort, but until we, until we get online and start flying high again, um, 
it's going to look bad, and it plays bad, and it stinks to the high heavens, and right now we got to own that. Wow, we suck right now, says General Manager Brian Cashman. Let's talk about that and a whole lot more with one of my favorites, longtime Major League pitcher. He's the host of the Rob Dibble Show on 97.9 ESPN in Hartford. Uh, Rob Dibble joins me here on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Dibs. Greeny, how are you, buddy? I'm great. Oh, it's great to see you there. And and so let's start right off the top with that. Brian Cashman says, quote, we suck right now. What do you think of that? They do. They're one-dimensional. You you built a team with uh, no speed. They're very right-handed, power-heavy, strike out a lot, um, you know, don't hit well with runners in scoring position, uh, don't hit well the other way at all and with two strikes. So you know, and, and I, I see a lot of their guys right now that, that love to sit there and swing and watch their swing and pose. So if you watch Glaber Torres or some of these guys with two strikes, they're swinging as hard with two strikes as they do with no strikes. So, you know, unless you get guys that want to start hitting with two strikes and, and putting the ball in play, uh, you know, going first to third and, and stealing bases, this team's not going to be successful. What has gone so sideways here? Because the conversations I was having with people before the season started, Dibs, was the Yankees are as prohibitive a favorite to win the pennant as any team we've seen in years. How did we get from there to this? Well, construction. You know, if you construct a mostly right-handed lineup um, with eight or nine guys in a bullpen now, Mike, you know, I could come in and bring right-hander and right-hander and right-hander in. And if you look at the guys in their division, Tampa Bay's got great pitching. Boston's got great pitching. Toronto's got very good pitching and a great offense. Um, the Yankees are fourth best in that division. Um, they've scored less runs than everybody except for the Orioles in that division. So, you know, it's, it's a question of, listen, you know, the Milwaukee Brewers are the worst batting average team in Major League Baseball. They're in first place. They do it with pitching and defense, and they're able to play a little small ball. So you you can win even with a badly constructed team like the Yankees. They just right now they don't choose to. I watch every game. I listen to every game. Uh, we carry them on our station, and it's just you know the the announcers can't say it, but I can because I'm not in the organization. Whoever built this team is to blame. Not Aaron Boone. Not the guys in that lineup. They need left-handed hitters. They need some slashers, and they need some speed or they're just going to be the same stale Yankees for the rest of the year. Well, the guy who built them is the guy we just heard say, quote, we suck right now, of yes, course, and did. that's Brian Cashman. Rob Dibble is with me on ESPN Radio. You know, I, I want to pick up on something you just said because you're talking about guys not changing their approach with two strikes and all the rest of yep. that. And, and, and that's, a, that's, a, that's a problem across the sport, though, right? I mean, that this, this is a different game than the game you played, I guess is what I'm trying to say. In the 25 years since you've been out of the sport, it is just a different game. Is, doesn't almost everyone do that now? Absolutely. And listen, I've got five uh, AAU teams that I coach, and um, we can outscore anybody on any given day because we hit well with two strikes. Uh, to me, it's it's these analytics people and analytics are great. You know, they, they can break down a lot of different stuff, but you still have to play the game. And these guys, if you're proud of the game, that the product you're putting out there right now, I feel bad for you because when we played, everybody had speed. Every played everybody played great defense. We started building up the bullpens in my day, but the starters were able to go as far as you would let them go. This game is nothing that resembles the game that I played. So uh, there's there's. Half of Major League Baseball teams are hitting under 240 collectively. Mm. Uh, half of Major League pitching staffs have ERAs over four, Mike, and three teams have ERAs over five. So when you say, oh, these guys are using sticky foreign substances, they're still lousy. 
So, you know, I laugh when people are, are comparing that game to when I played. You, you had guys back 50 years ago with Bob Gibson and, you know, you know Sandy Koufax and Steve Carlton and all these guys. Their ERAs were in the twos. Their team ERAs were in the threes. And they still felt that they need better pitching, so they built up the bullpens. And those were four-man rotations. You, you've got nine guys in every bullpen in Major League Baseball. You're never going to get enough work, and so three, four, maybe five of those guys should be in the minor leagues. So the way they've constructed Major League Baseball teams is just a formula for failure. That's a fascinating conversation. Rob Dibble is with me here on uh, on ESPN Radio. I I wanted to ask you about the sticky substance anyway. Hector Santiago is the first player ever now (laughs) to officially be – I see you laughing – now to officially be suspended – 10 games for this. He will appeal. Um, but but let me just give you the floor here, Dibs. I haven't had a chance to talk to you. What do you think of this whole thing, the way the way baseball has cracked down on this, the way it was handled, and the result? What What is your take? Mike, in a word, it's garbage. Um, you know, the, the Astros in 2017, you didn't suspend one player. Uh, the Red Sox in 2018, you didn't suspend one player. I, I don't care if it's pine tar or, or rosin. Um, I, I love the history of Major League Baseball. And, Mike, we could go back to 1887 when they put a rosin bag on the mound. Why? For better command. Because back then, they used to actually dictate and say, hey, do you want the pitch up or do you want the pitch down? And the hitters would tell the pitchers what to do. And as they started throwing harder and locating a little better, they said, hey, let's give them an edge. We'll give them something to grip with. So, to me, looking in the glove and stuff like that, show me the ball. Show me their fingers, uh, you know, prove with some videotape that they're actually able to manipulate the ball with some substance. Cause I just gave you half a major league teams are lousy pitching staffs. So, you know, your, your data points that people keep saying, you know, this guy's cheating, that guy's cheating. There might be a handful of guys that have a great spin rate. Listen, I've done the rap soda course. I could talk all day about gyro spin and uh, spin rate and all that crap. If you can't throw a strike, Mike, at the major league level, you can't pitch. Mm. And and we have all kinds of pitching farms around the country that have a big jar of goop right there and say, hey, if you want to throw 95, stick your finger in there. That's not teaching guys how to pitch, Mike. So for me, pitching is about finesse. Pitching is about adding and subtracting on your fastball, being able to change the spin rate. You know, when you throw a sinker, you want low spin rate. When you throw a changeup, you want low spin rate. So when I'm teaching pitching, yeah. I teach spin rate, but I also teach you how to throw it in the strike zone. So for me, you know, th- these people that own these farms don't know squat about pitching. Pitching is facing the best in the game, facing guys like a J.D. Martinez or, uh, you know, Acuna Jr. or a Tatis Jr. We should be celebrating those guys. We should be celebrating Shohei Otani, the guy that can do like Babe Ruth. He can pitch and he can hit home runs and he he's one of the best players in the baseball. So, you know, Rob Manfred, I, I'm not a big fan, but until you get a commissioner that loves the game, that, that wants to promote the game, when this guy called the World Series trophy a hunk of metal and said that Mike Trout needs to promote himself, you need a new commissioner right then and there. You know, that that's ridiculous. You, you've got way too much talent out there. The, the, look, at, look at Vlad Guerrero Jr. You've got Bo Bichette. You've got Vlad Guerrero Jr. You've got Biggio on the same team. All their dads played in the major leagues. A couple of those dads are, are Hall of Famers. We don't celebrate that stuff. We, we trash the game as much as possible. And so this foreign stuff, substance thing is a joke. Suspend some of the guys on the Astros first. Suspend some of the Red Sox guys. Uh, 
Alex Cora sat out for 60 games. That guy should have sat out for five years for what he did to baseball. But no, we don't want to talk about that. We want to talk about pine tar and rosin. It's a joke. Mm. Rob Dibble with me on ESPN Radio. I, I have so many questions. I, I, I guess I do want to ask you specifically. I mean, you pitched in an era. I had Ron Darling on, and, and I guess he's a little older than you are, but, but not a completely dissimilar era. And he was talking about the, 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 the ball was different. I guess I just want to directly ask you, like, what did yes. you use? How did you, um, what did you use to make sure you had the grip on the ball that you needed and all that kind of stuff? And how was it different than it is now? <laughs> Well, you know I'm a little bit stronger, so I was able to go behind the mound and actually compress the ball and raise the seams up. But I would say 30 years ago, even even when we won the World Series, they had started to squeeze the balls down, and so there really wasn't big seams. So if you look at a high school ball and a college ball and then a major league ball, they're totally different. They're totally different. There, There's raised seams on a lower-level AAU ball, and there's no seams on a major league ball. So I don't blame the pitchers for trying to get a better grip. You know, you know when you're throwing 100 and so many guys throw a lot harder, you know, my best stuff, Mike, was when I was throwing 93 with movement, mm-hmm. you know. But when, when you're looking at guys right now that are, uh, you know, trying to throw at 105 miles an hour, you want them to have good command and good grip on the ball. But Major League Baseball in 2018 – bought Rawlings they bought the ball company so they can they can do whatever they want to a baseball could you imagine and I've said this before and I, I was on uh the morning show a couple of weeks ago what if you took the laces off of football what if you took the dimples off of basketball and you and you filled in the grooves and so guys couldn't have a grip on the ball what are you going to do so major league pitchers adapted and to me you know what major league baseball is missing a, a big thing here they could come out with a substance like the Manny Moda stick or pine tar, and it could be the official pitcher's grip mm-hmm. of Major League Baseball. And everybody would buy it. Everybody would buy it because all the little kids would want to try it. Now, would it make them better pitchers? No, because you still have to throw strikes, and you still have to throw the ball and make it move into the strike zone. And that's the biggest thing that nobody teaches anymore. So that's why I actually started coaching. I want kids to understand that, you know, you've got to throw a curveball over there to make it end up over here. And, you know, just by putting pine tar in your hands, not going to make that happen. You have to visualize it. So, you know, that's why they say the game's over 90% mental, Mike, because it is. You know, the hitters have to have a good game plan um, when they go up to the plate and a good approach. We've lost that. The pitchers need to have an approach with every hit. You know, they're looking in their hat. Hey, look, let me see, uh, you know, where we should play this guy. And what? how do you not know that? Mm. This, is your, this is your job. How do you not know if you're an outfielder? You know, and I played against some of the best in, in, you know, generations that played the outfield. And they knew exactly how to play every one of our guys, Mike. You know, now you've got guys that are so into the analytics of it, they've lost the, the you know, the, the smaller nuance of baseball. So until, until we get coaching that wants to teach that, you know, we're, we're just going to fill out lineups from the analytics department. Wow. I, I, I am out of time here, unfortunately, Dibs. I could do this forever, and we'll do it again soon. It's a pleasure to see you. Thank you very much, you as always. Be well, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care, man. All right. You Be too. Good. That's Rob Dibble, who I, I got to know many, many years ago. He worked here, He of course, on ESPN Radio. When Mike and I were together, he and Dan Patrick did the show together for years, and he's a fascinating guy. And boy, that I, that was a lot more time than I anticipated um, 
spending on that, but it seemed well worth it. There was no point in that that I wanted to stop talking about it. Those, he, look, he has always been a very strongly opinionated person, um, and those were some very strong opinions. Uh, this is Greeny. In case you ever miss anything on the program, by the way, I want to remind you that there are two ways you can catch up anytime you want, right? So we're a radio show here. We do two hours live every single day, coast to coast. I want you to listen as much as you can. But in the event that you have to miss something on the show, there's two ways to catch up. One, we stream every single day on ESPN+. Plus. We stream live, and then the show lives for the rest of the day on ESPN+. Plus, So you can watch anytime you want, catch up anytime you want. Also, we're a podcast. We're available. Each hour of the show is posted daily as a podcast. It's called Hashtag Greeny. It's available wherever you listen to podcasts. Nuno, I'm kind of catching my breath from that. Um, you know, we've both known Dibs a long time. That was he came in strong today, Nuno. I'm 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 sort of sitting here kind of recovering from that. No, it was extremely enjoyable, and it's it's it, he was bringing the heat. As if you if you're old enough to know and have seen him pitch, that's what he does. Oh yeah, and that was that was Rob Dibble, just absolutely classic being Rob Dibble. Fascinating. Okay, um, we're going to change that. I, I didn't get to any of the stuff I was planning to there, but that seemed well worth the departure. Uh, coming up next, we will wish a happy birthday to a legend who inspires today's green list. You don't want to miss that. It will be great fun, and we will do it right after this word from ZipRecruiter. The football offseason is always wild with all the trades and free agent signings and new coaching hires. Teams have to be excited for the coming season. If you want to hire people that you're really excited about, Team up with ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's matching technology finds people with the right experience for your job and actively invites them to apply. It's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. To try ZipRecruiter for free, just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We're back in a flash on ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest 
with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny rolling along with you here on ESPN Radio. So much fun to be had today in so many different directions. My thanks again to Rob Dibble, who just kind of set everything on fire in our conversation here a few moments ago. And there was a bunch of stuff I didn't get to that I meant to. um, But it was well worth taking that departure. In the meantime, I would like to wish a very happy birthday to a true legend and icon of sports. Mike Tyson is 55 years old today. And if you're not old enough to remember the persona of Mike Tyson at his peak, I'm here to tell you there have been very few athletes in my lifetime who captivated the sporting public the way that guy did. Now, his life has been a a never-ending series of melodramas since then, and and I'm, I'm not in any way trying to conflate the two. But I'm just saying that when Mike Tyson first became Mike Tyson, and you first started hearing hearing talk of him, and he would walk out into the ring basically with a towel with a hole cut in the middle of it draped over himself instead of a robe, and then he would just annihilate people. I remember going to see Run DMC at the Garden. I want to say this would have been 1985 or 6, and they brought Mike Tyson out onto the stage during the concert. And the crowd reaction to Mike Tyson is, there's, there's never been anything like it. In my lifetime, I'm not really old enough to remember Ali at his best. And obviously, Ali couldn't have been more different. And, and, and the reaction to him couldn't have been more different. But there was just something about that was my last glimpse of what it was like when the heavyweight champ of the world was a next level superstar. And it was fun. And I sort of miss it to some degree. One way or another, he's 55 years old today. And I would argue that his cameo in the movie The Hangover is one of the best and funniest cameos ever done by an athlete in motion picture history. Which brings us to today's green list. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The green list. Today's green list is the five funniest sports performances, meaning performances by sports people in comedy movies. The five funniest of all time. Give me a little music there, fellas. Here we go. Number five. Number five is Mike Ditka. In Kicking and Screaming, the movie with Will Ferrell, in which Ditka has a significant role. It's not a cameo. He's one of the stars. You're supposed to back me up and go get me juice boxes when I tell you. Now go get me a juice box. You know who you're talking to. I'm talking to the juice box guy. You're crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm just thirsty. Why don't you go to hell? No, you go to hell. While you're there, why don't you grab me a juice box? I'm no juice box boy, I'll tell you that. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. You're like your old man. I'm not like my old man. If I went for these kids, I would whip your butt. I can take a punch. I'm out of here. Bye-bye. <laughs> Mike Ditka told me that more people walk up to him in the airport and the street, wherever they see him, and call him juice box than mention football. It's a true story. He said more people talk to him about that scene than talk to him about football. Number four. Number four is Tyson. I was fast asleep. Yeah, because if he was up, when they're going down so smoothly. May want to take his eight like Omar. Respect. What, what, what happened to Omar? Well, don't worry about Omar. He's not with us no more. <laughs> don't worry about 
no more. He's not with us no more. I love that scene. I love that cameo. When he says, I love this part, and then goes boom, 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 to the song in the air tonight. I think Mike Tyson is absolutely genius in that movie. He's four. Number three. Number three is Lance Armstrong in Dodgeball. Do you remember this scene? It's magnificent. I think you better hurry up or you're going to be late. Uh, actually, I decided to quit. Lance. Quit? You know, once I was thinking about quitting when I was diagnosed with brain, lung, and testicular cancer all at the same time. But with the love and support of my friends and family, I got back on the bike, and I won the Tour de France five times in a row. But I'm sure you have a good reason to quit. So what are you dying from that's keeping you from the finals? Right now feels a little bit like shame. Well, I guess if a person never quit when the going got tough, they wouldn't have anything to regret for the rest of their life. But good luck to you, Peter. I'm sure this decision won't haunt you forever. <laughs> That is such a funny line, and that is so well-written. Good luck to you, Peter. I'm sure this decision won't haunt you forever. Number two. Number two is going back a little bit, but it's a genuinely brilliant movie, and it is Andre the Giant in Princess Bride. Princess Bride, which is a lot of people's favorite movie. Like, there are a lot of people who will tell you that Princess Bride is their favorite movie, and the legendary Andre the Giant has a huge part in it. I did that on purpose. I don't have to miss. I believe you. So what happens now? We face each other as God intended. Sportsman life. No tricks, no weapons. Skill again, skill wrong. You mean you'll put down your rock and I'll put down my sword and we'll try and kill each other like civilized people? I can kill you now. Frankly, I think the odds are slightly in your favor at hand fighting. It's my fault being the biggest and the strongest. I don't even exercise. The writing in that movie is so incredibly good. Andre the Giant, rest in peace. A true legend and he was so much fun. But that leaves... Just number one. Anyone care to guess? Five was Ditka. Four was Tyson. Three is Lance Armstrong. Two is Andre the Giant. Number one. Number one needs no introduction anywhere in the civilized world. All right, but just remember, my name is Roger Murdoch. I'm an airline pilot. I think you're the greatest, but my dad says you don't work hard enough on defense. And he says that lots of times you don't even run down court. And that you don't really try, except during the playoffs. The hell I don't. Listen to you. I've been hearing that crap ever since I was at UCLA. I'm out there busting my buns every night. Tell your old man to drag Walton and Lanier up and down the court for 48 minutes. I mean, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in Airplane is genuinely the stuff of legend. And that scene, that whole movie is so good. Is Airplane a dated reference now? Like, do people not know Airplane? Because that, it seems to me, would be a tremendous loss for the culture. <laughs> that, I, I think that if we ever lose Airplane, that would be a bad loss. Because that movie is so ridiculously funny. And it really spawned a genre. Like prior to Airplane, the, the crazy comedy was something like the Mel Brooks movies. Which I, I still love to this day. Something like Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles, The Producers, etc. I love his movies. No, but no one had ever done a movie that basically didn't have a plot. Like, there's no story. An airplane just put a bunch of people on an airplane and write a bunch of jokes. And that sort of begat an entire genre of movies that, candidly, I love. <laughs> the movie, the plotless comedy, I think is just critical. And that is that one is my favorite. Airplane 2, I actually think, is also a touch underrated People love to rip Airplane 2. I actually think Airplane 2 has some very, very funny moments. But Airplane 1 is the stuff of genius, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in it is my number one choice for funniest cameo by an athlete in motion picture history. 
And with that, we once again say happy 55th birthday to the legendary Mike Tyson. Brian Winhorst on all the injuries and more joins me live next ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast.